Tuesday night <clears throat> chats or Tuesday night talks, anyway, Tuesday nights with us. And we're located here at 1914 Trade Zone Boulevard, San Jose, California, 95131. Phone number 408-945-4439. And it's gonna be a fun night because my son is back. And I haven't seen his little head and all his little hair. Oh, that's right, he doesn't have any hair. So <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen him in a few weeks. And he's back, wow, goody goody. Welcome. And he has a question for me tonight. Anyway, I want to talk about something that's really serious for a moment. And not just serious, but serious. You know, I'm looking at the body of Christ. The Bible says something that you're gonna they're gonna know who we are by our love one from one for another. And <clears throat> The Bible says that everyone that God has given every one of us the measure of faith, the metron of faith. And I believe that the metron of faith that he has given us is really our ability and our responsibility to grow. And but the metron is the metron for the work that he has given you to do. Do, do, do you understand? The measure, the metron, the space. If God has given you an evangelistic uh, 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 ministry, if he has given you evangelistic thrust, if he has given you a ministry of giving, if he has given you a, whatever it is that he has given, he has placed something in your heart in order to go after that thing. And he has already piled up. He says that we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ, right? Yes. Okay. Did he or did he not, in his word, he gave examples of giving one five denarius or whatever it was, somebody else three and somebody else one. He says, I have given it to them according to their abilities according to what it is that they have shown so far that they are able to handle or that they're going to do something with. Well, it seemed as if he did it correctly because the one that he gave five gained five more, the one that he gave 10, whatever the numbers were, I don't have those numbers really in my head right now. Um, and then the one that he gave, when he, when he gave 10, he gave 10, gained 10 more, the one he gave five gained five more, and the one he gave one didn't do anything with it. I guarantee you he was a grumbler. He was a complainer. He criticized everything and everybody. How do I know that? Because he called the master he called the one that gave him to him, he called him hard. See, he called him hard. He says, you're hard, you know. You you sow, you reap where you don't even sow. In other words, you, you receive because you already have. Well, the Bible already said to those that have, more will be given. And that one from that, with that negative attitude, those that don't have, even what he thinks he has is going to be taken away. I saw something I thought that was really sad for a moment. I saw a ministry uh, uh, man and he was talking about his plane and he was talking about a new plane that he was going to get. And another minister wrote something and said, well, here's my plane. I'm standing here and I can evangelize while I'm standing at the toilet waiting for three or four people to go to the bathroom and come out so that I can go in. And I'm thinking, 
okay, here's comparing. Why should I compare my gifting, my call, my purpose with you? I'm not you, okay? Another one wrote something like, this is a snake oil, whatever it is, in, 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 in great form. In other words, that it had to be um, an illegal or a, 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 um, a cheating way of him getting what it is that he gets. Just a couple of weeks ago, I read about this young guy, 20, 30-some years old, whatever it was. He's a rock singer or, or a, a rap singer, whatever, at any rate, whatever it is that he does. He bought a 767, and I think it was $180 million that he paid for his. And I, I don't see a whole lot of people uh, 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 nasty with him, but here it is. You see, we think people are not coming into the body of Christ because we're not doing a great job, but it's because of things like this. They don't, they, they, they don't believe that it's real. I don't compare myself with the broke, poor person around the corner. I don't compare myself with the wealthy person. My Bible tells me not to compare myself, and then he also tells me, don't you judge another man's servant. How am I supposed to judge another apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher? I judge the message. I judge that because we are to do, do this. He says, let the, let the prophets uh, uh, judge the prophets. Let the apostles judge the apostles. Let them judge those ministries. But this is, this is within the house. This is not outside the house. So I'm saying to you, I don't know what your opinion is of other people, but one of the things of it is, is this, the Bible said this, with a measure, with a metron that you judge somebody, that same metron is going to come back upon you. And probably the reason that you're in the plane, probably ain't even in first class, uh, in the plane, at the toilet place, waiting for six, seven, eight people to go there, is because of the poverty mentality and that, 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 um, it's not even a frog, it's the, it, it's, it's the, 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 the uh, crab mentality pulling somebody else down. We can't do that. We, we are suppo our fight is supposed to be against the spirit of the Antichrist, not against the spirit of God. And God is the one that will judge whether, these, whether, whether someone has, I already said on Sunday, one of the things of it is is that there's these, they call mega churches, mega places, and, and some of them are probably doing what they're supposed to do. Others are doing whatever it is that they're doing, but it's not my job to be their Holy Spirit. It's not my job to judge their fruit because I don't even know what kind of tree they're supposed to be. Do you understand? And, and in this, in this, it's like you are, are defeating, you're, you're, you're speaking poverty, you're speaking from a, a scarcity mentality. Do you think that if God, if every pastor, every apostle, every prophet, every evangelist, every teacher, every saint of God, if every last one of them had a 747, 767, a, uh, 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 what, 
whatever kind of, I saw a plane today that I really like. Um, this kind of plane plus Mercedes plus uh, 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 Rolls Royces plus anything. If God, uh, you think that that's going to eclipse God? When God's garbage is, is throwing meteorites out and people are looking for those things to find them because what's in them? You know, uh, 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 there's there's all kinds of of, um, of, of diamonds and, and, and precious. This thing is, is sounding tinny uh, and, and and precious um, uh, uh, um, uh, jewels and things in this. I mean, you know, and God is throwing that out. They got all these diamonds, all these things in this. People are looking for this. Do you think that anything, I don't care what we go for. I don't care. Every person on the planet is a billionaire. It is not going to eclipse God. Otherwise, God was dumb when he said, ask me for anything, even though he knew that there wouldn't be but a few people that was going to believe his word. And he said it twice. He said it in the book of John. He also said it in the book of Mark. And he said it in the book of Luke. He said it three times. You know, the mouths are two or three. Let everything be established. Anything, anything. If you live in me and my word lives in you, because he knows that uh, uh, we were going to do that. Do you know the reason that Bill Gates, do you know the reason that Warren Buffett, that all of these, that, that Rockefeller, all of these crooked people, all of these uncrooked people, whatever they are, all of these iPhone crooked people, and they, uh, they, they got caught doing some stuff. So all of these different people, do you know how they got it? They asked for it. They asked for it. It's a principle. It's a law. You ask for something, you believe that you're going to have it. The fight's going to be on, but you can have it. So I'm just, I'm trying to help some of you. Some of you don't have a, a pot, to, uh, um, you don't have a pot to cook your vegetables in. <laughs> or a sink to pour the broth out in it. Okay. Is that good? Did I, did I catch that good? Okay. So, I mean, you know, and it's because you have a poverty mentality. You, you, you're, you're jealous. You're, you're not grateful. You're not thankful. These people that have much of this, they are grateful, grateful, grateful people. I don't know any of them personally. I, I mean, you know, I don't have anything uh, to, to gain by saying what it is that I'm saying. The only thing I have to gain is this, is to let you know that some of the reasons that whatever the people that you're teaching, if you're teaching people a scarcity, that I have to sell what I have, okay, in order to give it to the poor, you're misinterpreting a scripture. Here was a young man. He was, well, he was wealthy and he was prideful. He asked Jesus, what must I do? He told him what to do. So he said, oh, I've already done all of that. So I, in other words, he said, so I should already have the kingdom of heaven. That's what he was saying. And he says, well then, <clears throat> okay, trust the kingdom. Sell what you have, give it to the poor, and come follow me. And watch me give it back to you. Watch me give you more. That's what he said if you really check out the text. Okay? So... I, 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 I really, I really uh, uh, think that one of the things that we need to do is we need to really look at why we're so envious. Why we hate somebody because they have something. 
And if you're too lazy or trifling or uh, rebellious or whatever it is in order to go after what needs to be gone after, or if your ministry is a ministry of being poor, I guarantee you it didn't come from God. Okay? It did not come from God because here it is. Poor people can't help poor people. Do you understand? So what I'm saying to you is this. Check out your motives. Check out your criticism. And this, I'm speaking this as a correction for the body of Christ. You belong to me. I belong to you. We're related. Yes, we are. We are related. And I know that my father, my king, he has no scarcity. Remember, it is the kingdom of God, and the king wants to display his wealth. He wants people to know that they can come into his kingdom and they will not lack anything. He says, you will lack no good things. I've given you all things, all things to richly enjoy. So anyway, that's, I just wanted to throw that little nugget out there and, and um, because this is one of the reasons that we're not seeing the salvations. We can pray for revival. We can pray for awakening. And until we awaken to the fact that God's not broke. You know, there was this thing, God's not dead. Well, if he ain't dead, he sure ain't, ain't broke. You know what I'm saying? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Do you think that, that we've eclipsed everything that's in the earth? No. No. Every idea, everything, there's always money for something. So there's always jewels for something. There's always everything for something. So, um, you know, I, I just want to... Um, have you to start to think, you know, this is probably why your kids run astray, why they don't want what you got, because they don't, they don't see anything. They don't see any power. They don't see any love. They don't see that. And love does not. If there's something that's really, really wrong, you know, there's something that, that, that's happening. You, you, we, we go to each other. We come to each other. Well, I can't get to that person. Well, you know, then pray for that person. You can reach that person in the spirit. If really something's going on, you can go ahead and you can pray. I have seen where our 5 a.m. prayers, where we have prayed uh, at 5 a.m. And here it is, 6, 7 o'clock, somebody calls me and says, you know what we prayed this morning? It happened. You know what we prayed this morning? It happened. We prayed this and this happened. People's hearts have changed. Things have happened. If you believe in prayer, I'll, I'll tell you something that happened today. I had all kinds of miraculous things happen. Uh, one of my patients that came in, he and his dad, I mean, these two people were against each other. And, and, and here it is. He comes in, and he's blankety-blank. And I said, if you say it again, I'm going to hit you. Well, anyway, okay. Anyway, so I said, stop. And, and he stopped, okay. And um, with, with the language, because I, I, I don't like it. And they're not born again, or he's not born again, or any of those things, but I still didn't like the language, so I just told him, shut up, stop it. So he did. And then I listened for a while, and then I said, okay, stop. And then I gave him what I know the Spirit of God gave him. All of a sudden, this person's going from like, I meant just hitting the ceilings and just, just going through stuff and shaking his fist and that to just this mild person, and then he finally saw what it was that I was telling him. 
I got a call right before I came in here that he did what I told him to do. He and his father had a conversation that was a good conversation, so now I'll be able to work with both. Another thing, here it is. There's this kid that's about 13 years old. His father and his mother are not together, and they've been fighting over him and going through all these things. And um, here the school calls and says that a friend of his um, mother called because he is threatening to commit suicide. I had not talked to the mother in I don't know how long. I get a, a text from her and saying she needed my professional uh, help. They've been going to therapists, going to counselors and all these things and knowing that I have a relationship with both of them. And so now they're coming in and then I've given him his instructions, her, her instructions, and they're coming in and I'm, uh, we're gonna be praying for them so I know God's gonna, God's, God's already got something working there. And, um, you know, she's saying, well, he's gonna, you know, he's this professional person and, you know, and all this stuff. Um, and, you know, people that are in FBI and law enforcement and all that kind of stuff, you know, they think they're bad dudes anyway, right? And um, so she says, well, he's not gonna listen to anybody. He's gonna scream at you and walk out. I said, scream at who? He ain't gonna scream at me, not me. No, 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 no. And so I made the appointment with her, for her and her son, their son. And she said, well, he's not gonna even show up. I said, I will send him a message, letting him know he will be here next, he will be here at this time, at this date. It, no problem, it's done. And so I called, left them, uh, uh, no, I actually texted. I did a text on that too. <laughs> Two texts in one day, whoa, okay. So I, I, I texted him and told him, you have an appointment next week at this time, this place, here's the address, be here. He called me and I said, did you get my, my text? And he says, no, 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 I saw that you had called and I'm calling you back. I said, okay, you have an appointment next week. Here's this, here's the information. I said, do you know which, that your, your, you know, your, your baby's mama told me, um, she said that you were going to get upset, you were gonna scream and holler and holler at me and everybody else and then walk out the, I mean, uh, go out the door. And I told her, you ain't that stupid to scream at me. And he says, she's right, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, you're right, I'm not, okay? So God worked something out there, okay? I was able to call uh, uh, another person, uh, uh, the mother of, of, of this person and whatever it is, and see how she was. And she's going through all this, this stuff, this physical stuff and whatever, and I asked her, how, you, how are you doing? She said, oh, I'm doing okay. And I said, you lying. Call me tomorrow when you get out to the doctor and stop lying. You just lie too much. And, and so we hung up and she'll call me tomorrow. Right before I came in here, the brother called, the other brother called. And there it was. He's going through some stuff, but he's in, the, he's in a better place. I, I don't mean heaven. Okay. <laughs> he's in a better place than we talked. And, and God just opening up these things to all of these family situations and whatever it is. And I told him one that's coming, I said, okay, I don't want no money from you for my, for, for, I'm not gonna see you professionally because you can't, I don't want you to afford that anyway, but I do want you to give a generous offering to my ministry, okay? So he definitely got it. Okay, I, got, I get it, I get it, you'll do that. But what I'm saying is this, no matter what people are going through, if you release love 
And love doesn't look like what you think it looks like all the time. It does not look syrupy. It looks like what every person needs. You see, when you walk in the spirit of love, you know how to minister to and how to speak to each person. Do you understand? You understand. I mean, you know, I mean, I learned how to speak to my grandbaby. She's just smiling. You see her smiling back there? Look at her. She's just smiling. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 uh, I, I learned how to, how to speak to her, okay? You know, I had one of my, my spiritual sons. I talked to him today. And he says, Mama, do you know you're crazy? <laughs> I said, oh, okay, you ain't seen crazy yet. But you, you will. Why is that? Because I, I, I met, you know, I am crazy in love with God. I am just crazy in love with his people. I am, and 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 I'm I'm just here to release what it is that's supposed to be released. So I'm saying, take the take the the limits off of God. And um, uh, next, I'm, I'm doing the series that I started last week. What's the name of it? Okay, uh, the series is is some huh. Anyway, it's, it's, work, it's, it's, it's training your brain from a poverty brain to a, a wealthy brain. You're going to end up with a Jewish brain, okay? And if you're anti-Semitic, then you can have it anyway, okay? Then you won't be anti-Semitic anymore. So, anyway, okay, we had some questions that was in here. Son, you had a question. Get the microphone and ask it. It has nothing to do with what you're talking about. I didn't say it did. I said you said a question. All right. So I mean, question, I told you that this was just my opening line. So my question is, is why are there two ministries? So you have Astounding Love and More Than Enough Ministries. So, and I was talking to Soch about it, kind of like, why? So the pastor doesn't speak Sunday mornings, doesn't preach or speak. It's a, it's a teaching, which is, which is fine. And then, but she, she teaches on Wednesdays. So my question is, why is it separated instead of together under a covering? Because in his ministry... Okay, let me, let me explain this to you. Okay, more than enough ministries is an outreach. Okay. Okay, more than enough ministries is an evangelistic association. It's an outreach. Okay. Okay, it goes into all of these different, different places. Okay. The pastor of Astounding Love is Pastor Lanzine, okay? At this particular time, she's not speaking in the mornings because as an apostle over Astounding Love, there is a, a perimeter of things. There's some things that are being broken open so that she can move into that place. Okay, so that she can do what it is that, that she's to do. It was, um, I think I was teaching at, she was teaching, at, at first she was teaching at the morning and I was teaching in the afternoon or whatever it was. And then what happened was God changed the whole thing and what he did, he changed it to uh, biblical solutions for life so that some foundations could be set, so that some things could be dug up so that I can go. Okay, and she can stay, and so it's it's to um, to build to break through because that's what the apostolic does. Okay, 
to um, when I moved into when I moved into that office. Okay, what happened? This is a very good question. What happened was is that I was I got that assignment to to bring forth biblical solutions for life so that it could dig down deep, get the foundation, and have that foundation of something that would be able to raise people up, okay, so that they could move in what they were to do. And there's many people that are assigned into the evangelistic, and they will go, and they will travel, and they will be with me and doing things out there so that we can send people all over the world. That's the reason that the two things are. And this is, is just a foundational type thing. And it's almost like the whole ministry started over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. Huh? No, that was my question. Just why there was two separate yeah, that, ministries why. instead of one coming under. That's why. That's why. It, 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 uh, so um, you're still part of Astounding Love then? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a member. I'm a, I'm, I'm a part well, of the apostle, apostle. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an apostle, but I still have a pastor. She's still my pastor. Okay. Let me, let me, let me explain something to you. Uh-huh. Every office has, has a unique, um, uh, purpose. Yes. Okay. Yes. And there are times when, uh, when I'm in my apostolic office, I'm in my apostolic office. All right. But I don't see, it's, it's just like, um, uh, this might sound strange, but here you are, you're standing on stage, right? And uh, it's probably wouldn't happen to you because you ain't going to be wearing no dresses. But okay, here it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing a dress, okay? And my slip starts to fall. Well, I'm standing there and I don't see the slip start to fall. Well, here's the pastor there saying, your slip is falling. Pick your slip up, okay? You can see under here and the shepherding of 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 the of the flock and whatever it is. But it's it's a, this is what the Bible is saying: submitting one to another in the Lord. Okay, so I there's things that Pastor Lonzine can see from a pastoral uh, view that I don't see, and I mean I'm looking and 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 people, we've had that we've experienced that. Sometimes there's been music that she has decided that she's going to play, and I'm listening to this, and I'm saying, oh, my God, I really don't. Oh, Jesus. Ugh. And she, she does this. Trust me. And then all of a sudden, okay, what happened is what was needed for that, for, the, for that healing, for that pastoral thing. So my submission in that, my purpose as an apostle over this, okay, is to do what needs to be done to pass it off. And that's one of the things that people don't normally do, okay? That's why I'm not, a, a, I'm not an apostle. I'm, I'm, I'm an apostolic prophet. I'm, I'm a, I move in those two offices, okay? Once I came out of that pastoral, I used to uh, um, move in, the, and I was in the office of a pastor, Many years ago. Well, I believe we all can move in any of those offices. Yes, yes. We might yes. move more in a certain office, yes. and that's what we might. Right. But now, going back to what you were saying earlier then, so earlier when you talked about the guy with the plane and all that other, you when you talked about other ministries going on, going on, what happens is it's the accountability. Because there's no accountability, so now you got people being out there being lone rangers. Yes, and yes, that's we have People that, yeah. are being set off on the wrong path. Yes. Now you have all these other uh, spirits coming in, like we're talking about the LGBT. 
Okay, okay. it's like, okay, That's listen to this. It's like, I go down to uh, my apostle, our covering, is Apostle Mark T. Jones in Tampa, Florida. I go down on the 20th of this, well, not this month, this is May. I go down the 20th of June. I give him, uh, uh, I mean, he's constantly in touch also. We're, we're in touch with each other. I go on missionary trips and different things with them and all. And, but I am accountable, all right? I, I, if he speaks in my life, he'll call and he'll say, Dr. Baker, um, thus and so, this, this is this, this is what I believe you need to, you need to pray about, thus and so. And immediately it's yes, sir. Because I, I mean, you know, I am accountable. Just as, and, and that's why uh, I, I, I believe that that um, you know I'm a, I'm a woman of authority, man of authority, but I'm also one under authority. Exactly. And I and I, I do not I do not shunt that. I mean, I, I I I want that. Well, that's one of the things I think in the Christianity today is missing is the the hierarchy of accountability yes. and the authority. Yes. So, but we do have a right to judge somebody by the word. Yes. So, you know, like when I started coming here and I started, okay, and I asked you a couple of questions and I started looking at the word, rather than what you were saying or believing, it's going back to the word of God. Because mm -hmm. if you, you can't take us back to the cross, then you're, you're left field. That's right. And that's the problem with everything that's happened. So, you know, just get back to what you were saying earlier about, like the guy with the plane, I think it was, and the poverty mentality. But there's just too many lone rangers out there. There are and what that. Is, is he asked the people for the plane. He got uh, asked God for the plane. Well, he had, I believe he went to the church. I think. No, this 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 plane is one that's coming, and the whole thing of it oh. is, is this: there is no there is no offerings being taken up for this exactly, plane. There's exactly. none of those things. It's business transactions, right transactions, and things of this nature. And it's a very open type thing. It's not that anybody. It's not like asking the church to pay for the plane. Okay, it, it's it's like. Um, you know, I remember when I got my my um, my um, my Mercedes. This was way back in 1988, and it was a 560SL, which was the top of the line, you know, uh, uh, Mercedes. And I had people coming against me, and I said, "What is your problem? You're stealing from the church." I said, "The church ain't paying for this. I'm paying the church to preach to them. How the heck? Uh, how the the world am I? At? I mean, you know." There, there was, uh, they ain't paying for this. My business paid for this. My real estate paid for this. Do, do you understand? And, and most people, okay, see, here's one of the things that's very interesting. Most uh, business people, it's just like Apostle Jones. Apostle Jones uh, was a businessman before, uh, uh, he was an executive before he got into the ministry. Okay, and when he got out of that, all right, he invested in a number of different things. So money still came into him, right? Okay, um, he also, not only did he do that, all right, but he also started other businesses, right? So here he is, and he has a Bentley, he has this, he has his home pay, what, whatever it is that he does, right? He gets a normal salary from the church, all right? But his, his businesses and all of these things take care of him. Normal Hayes was another one. 
Norval had, uh, he goes back a long ways. Norval Hayes had a number of businesses. The Lord told me, he says, your ministry is going to be like, Nor like, uh, like Norval Hayes. You're not going to care whether when you go to a place, whether they give you an offering or not. And I'm so glad I don't because a lot of times. I heard, I heard Miles Monroe say that. He, he was over at Jubilee and he went out and he preached the whole evening and he says, do not make your checks out to me. He's all, it's my obligation to the kingdom to come out and teach you guys this, make it out to your church. He goes, I don't get paid. See, the biggest misconception is that people believe that let's leave our jobs and come and work at the church. That's the stupidest thing. Exactly. That's the stupidest thing you can ever say. Go out and make disciples. Go out. So if you're not out starting businesses as a Christian businessman, right, raising people up in the love of God, and then also sending them out because in the business world, but then they're also. But you see, okay, okay, go, go go to this part now. It's go into. See, you should have had your butt up here on my program with me instead of sitting back there in the dark. But at least come up here and let the people see your little bald head. Come on, hurry up, come on up here. I'm gonna sit on your lap and make a wish. Yeah, come on. Just come on up here for a minute. Okay, this is my son. This, this, just come on over here. This is my son. And see, my sons are not afraid to ask me questions, even when I don't know what the questions are, okay? So, you know, he's a big dude. He drives a Harley and all that other kind of stuff. You know, he got muscles and everything, too. But my right hook is stronger. But at any rate, this is my son. And so he go finish. Gotta respect your grandma. That's right. <laughs> you got to, you know. So, anyway, okay. Yeah. So anyhow, that's what um, I forgot where I was at. You were talking about uh, um, not not preaching for money, but you know, see, here's another thing: many of these people, some of these people have bought their own planes, and many of many of them, some of them get no offerings, and some and and they don't pay. The people do not pay for their gas. They don't pay for them to go because the Bible says this to go into all the world. So we're what you were talking about is the fact of going into these places, you're supposed to take it into the church. You're supposed to take it into the government. You're supposed to take it into businesses, into families, education, the arts, entertainment, uh, uh, the, 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 mu excuse me, the music world, the, the biking world, all of these different things. And I believe that because, you know, there are a lot, there are a lot of, 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 of crooks out there, but there always has been and there always will be. There's always going to be that kind of thing, no matter where you are. But the thing of it is, is this. What we have to do is to go and do what God says to do, go into the spirit realm. Lord, let me see. Let me see the part that I'm supposed to see so that I'm not off track. If I'm busy judging you, and I shouldn't be because you're not in my, you're not in my path, okay? He will give me things to judge so that I can help that person. God will always give you, if he's giving you somebody to judge, he is going to give you things just like he had Samuel to judge Saul. Well, okay. that, I believe when God tells you to pray for somebody, or when he puts somebody in your heart, it's not to judge them. That's right. It's to cover them. That's right. And the problem is, is we see, like a worship team leader, okay? Worship team is probably one of the hardest jobs in the church. But you can look at a worship team leader and kind of see them going through something. Mm -hmm. Like I would be able to look at our worship team leader and know they're going through something. Then I would just cover them because they're, they're pushing forth. They're going that's through it, something. That's it. That's it. You cover them. That's you it. see, rather than, 
And at one church I was at, they actually judged him, and he actually had to sit down because they, they he did something and they took it to the pastor. But you know, you see, this is the reason. Because of the way we treat each other, this is the reason that homosexuality and lesbianism and 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 uh, um, uh, child uh, rapists and 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 and, and uh, abu people abusing in all different kinds. This is the reason they're able to come in and 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 be amongst us and 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 be those predators. And the reason for it is is this. What happens is we leave our place in the spirit realm where we are able to discern and we come down and we start judging according to the natural and we get, you see, because what it is, it's greed. Poverty is greed. Having a poverty or a not enough uh, uh, mentality is 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 uh, is greed and and it's pride. And so when you do that, what happens is this: then you lose your sensitivity in the spirit realm because you're operating in the natural. Any other uh, questions or? She, could you just expand on that? Uh, what she was talking about? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so what she was talking about was watching. Gotcha. So in the book of Ezekiel, God tells God tells Ezekiel, he says, if I give you something and you don't give it to that person and something happens, basically it's your ass. Okay, excuse my language. But if you give it to them and they don't do it, it's on their shoes. That's right. So one time I was praying about I used to teach, so I was teaching on prophetic office, and I was digging into it. And I remember asking God, I said, God, how come when it comes to watchmen, you're so hard on watchmen? Oh, my God. You are so hard on them. But when it comes to a prophet, there's prophets. There's some proclaimed prophets out there, and they're sending people astray, and they're just making a muck of Christianity. And God tells me, he says, because I appointed watchmen. That's right. So when you're doing what Pastor, what Apostle Dr. Baker has said, when you're praying and when you're standing at that gate, you're an appointed watchman. And you then see, then you're able to see that. You see this. This is why you know the statement I made on Sunday that if you're not happy about being here, then please go. Okay. Be <laughs> <laughs> You can't go nowhere. <laughs> You're going to be happy about the beach. You're going to be happy. You understand me, boy? You're happy stick. Yeah, I'm gonna be, I got a happy stick for you. Anyway, okay. One of the reasons for it is, is because this is one of the things I do watch. I am a watchman. And... But as an apostle, that's one of your duties. That's right. That's what I'm saying. And as I, I do this, and as I see things... I see. In, uh, okay, let me let me go someplace else with this. And what she's thinking, it's also our duty to cover the apostle. That's right. Because as a headship, she gets attacked. And you know, when I was when I was a young Christian, I used to look at man, these pastors they never get attacked, or they never. Only difference is they know how to handle it. Whereas a young Christian doesn't know how to handle it. They go, they do a Peter, they go back to the familiar. Like when I first got saved, something happened, I go drink, right? Get a club, go drinking is what it is. But now, after you've been saved for so long, you walk with God for so long, you know how to handle things. You know how to deal with things. You see? So as an apostle, she does the same thing. It's also our jobs, our job to be a watchman at the gate. Because Pastor Lanzine 
any one of us here, Dr. Baker, she's off in college. I mean, we really, really should be covering her too because she's on a far off line with nobody around her. You see? And she can get lazy. Anyway. Oh, no, no, no. I don't think you're <laughs> Oh, grandmother, grandmother. Oh, are you really a grandmother? You know, I, I, I guess I, I flunked the grandmother test in most places. But at any rate, one, one thing is this. As standing, and, and this is one of the reasons that the Bible said this. Do not be in a, a hurry. Don't 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 covet wanting to walk in an office. This is not a um, it ain't nothing to 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 do that one about. It's saying I I, I really don't have a life. I you know it's like you know. Um, um, my life is yours. My, my job is to be what it says in the book of John, John 1, is that my desires must be his desires and his desires must be my desires. So I am not going to have any desires that is not his desires. Otherwise, I am not walking in that office. I am not fulfilling that office. This is the reason that Samuel's sons couldn't go and do what it was because Samuel's sons were thieves. Samuel's sons were whores. Samuel's sons was doing all of these things because Samuel's sons had not given their life. Okay? My life is not my own. I, I got an instruction and it was to immerse. It was really interesting. I want you to immerse yourself in this word at this time. I want you to bring these things forth. I want you, this is what I want you to do. And so this has been happening and, and, and um, things have been just opening up and, and stuff is going on. Sunday night, I was getting ready to watch um, this thing about Jerusalem. And or something I was going to watch, and, and it was about Jerusalem and the gates and all of these things. And I turned on, maybe for 10 minutes, I got caught in, I, I, I was on the, uh, the, the actual channel, uh, not the, the uh, Roku thing. And I got stuck on a, on a program for about 5 or 10 minutes. And I watched that. And something happened. It was not good for me. It was like eating something, you know, being on a fast for a long time and then eating something greasy. And 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 uh, I, I said, what is this? You broke your immersion and you went into that. And it wasn't a bad thing I watched. It was nothing bad. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, it, it wasn't even, uh, uh, I mean, it really wasn't bad. But it wasn't, it, it, it was not on point. Do, do you understand? And in other words, he was saying to me, you lost focus. You see, he said, be vigilant. Be vigilant. And I should have been alert that, wait a minute, 
you're turning this on to watch this, um, to get this information on this this thing that has to do with these gates, you know, because we're st I'm studying on gates, right? Uh, because these uh, eight gates to Jerusalem that there are now, but there's been so many more and so many gates have been closed. And it's studying about, well, whatever it is, anyway. So here it is, but I should have been aware that there was a trap someplace. It was a small trap, but it was still a trap and it still pushed me back. Do you understand? See, my eyes, my ears, my life is not my own. And the world doesn't realize it. Nobody belongs to themselves. But we want to live our own lives. We want to do it our own way. And you cannot serve two masters. Do, do you understand? And so in this, um, I mean, we'd had a, 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 God had had a monumental Sunday and, and we'd seen things and moved in things and Friday, all kinds of great things had happened and, and, and all of that. And, but I, I, it was so, it was so good that I caught it. Do you understand? I caught it. All right. You know, slow, but because it was 10, 15 minutes, it took me that long to catch it, but I caught it. All right, and and uh, but one of the things that I one of the things that I realized it was just like one of the times that I was in in um, in England, and Dr. Armstrong and I were there together, and uh, on the television she was uh, I put her up in a, uh, I, I got two two uh, uh, rooms you know I wasn't gonna do timeshare but that didn't have that so I just rented two uh, uh, little apartments for her upstairs and me downstairs I mean me upstairs and her downstairs and because uh, she snored so loud my sister snored so loud I was not gonna be in a room with her I mean I, I was I was afraid I might even hear her upstairs you know oh I'll tell you this uh, she did now but anyway I still told her where she was living but <clears throat> we had gotten that same trip to London right well, the night before we were going to fly out, our plane was going to be delayed or whatever it was, so we were going to have to leave. We were going to have to spend the, the, uh, the, the, the night at a hotel there. Well, we got in late from uh, Scotland. And um, what happened was I thought I had made two reservations. I had only made one. Okay, so we were going to have to share a room. And so... I said, okay, it's only going to be overnight, one night, okay. So there it is. I'm just about getting ready to go to sleep. And I hear this thing sounding like a train. I said, sister, sister, wake up. She did not wake up, whatever it is, and I'm pushing on her. And I'm trying to, I put a pillow on her head. <laughs> And, I, and then I'm thinking, and then, and then I go over there, and, and then uh, she slowed down or whatever it is. So I go, and I tell her, I'm just about back to sleep. I'm just about to sleep. And there she goes again. She's snoring. And I mean, I went into the bathroom. I was in the bathroom. I was trying to sleep. I got in the tub. I figured if I got in the tub and slept, it would help. It did not help. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but it did not help. I mean, she snored so loud. And in the morning, she said, oh, I said, how did you sleep, sister? She said, I slept fine. I said, well, I sure as hell didn't because you snored all night. She said, I don't snore. I said, you do 
your imagination. I said, you see my eyes? <laughs> I said, you see my eyes? I said, you, you know, but she sit on the plane and she really wouldn't be snoring that much because she would be sitting up. I said, I should have set your, uh, I ain't going to tell you exactly how I said it, but I should have set your behind up last night because at least I would have got a little bit of sleep. She said, oh, sister, you didn't get no sleep. She said, pass me that, that bread over there and let me eat. <laughs> so she didn't feel sorry for me at all. I, I said, you know, this is, this is just not right. You, you uh, I drove, I did all the work. And then you slept, and I didn't get to sleep. And she said, well, I guess that's the way it is. I said, <laughs> like, that's the news. But at any rate, it's like in this office, I don't have the privilege of looking at the natural things. My job is to look at the things. He says, look not at the things that are seen, but the things that are eternal. So I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. And sometimes it seems like it's harsh. Do you understand? But when I, if I put, li I started off with this thing about limitations, but if you put limitations on him for anything, okay, for anything, we would, or if you judge by what is seen, I used to judge uh, by what it was I saw or didn't see. But one of the things of it is, is that he says, why don't you speak the light that you want to see into it? What did I say? What did I do? Why aren't you doing things my way? You see, and when I started doing things his way as breaking up this ground, you see, one of the things that Paul did, one of the things that the apostles did, here's one of the things that we are to do. It is to build a firm place, and then as you pass it on, do you understand? The foundation is there. And that's why you don't, that's one of the reasons. See, here's another thing that people do. They build up a thing and then they sell it. Okay, congregations get sold. And, but you build up and while you are training, while you are, while you are building, while you are training, you don't do what Samuel did. You don't do what Eli did. What you do is you train that person. And if that person doesn't have the spirit that you have and won't move in the spirit of excellence that you move in, you get rid of them. And you wait until God brings somebody. This is why on Sunday God said, do you want to do this? Do you want to be here? He says, I can do this without you. I can do this without Lonzine. I can do this without any of you. Because I'm going to have what I want to have. I mean, that's, and, I, and I told him, you know, it, 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 it's that. Either you're going to do it my way, she's going to do it my way, or I don't need either one of you. How do we, how do we know the, um, that way that God is? How do we expand our vision to match what God's vision is for this ministry? What you do is, he says, take the vision, write it plain. We know what it is. Okay, so that those that see it, and that seeing is not just reading it like this. That reading is not just like this, okay, can get it in you, and it will run through you. It will run with you, and it will run through you. And what will happen is this. It will be something that you will get so excited about. 
it will become a it will become a part of you. You see, more than enough ministries is such a part of me that it it I, I breathe more than enough ministries. Okay, I am building. I am I am digging up and doing what it is for astounding love. Lanzine does not. Pastor Lanzine doesn't have the love for more than enough minute. I mean, correct for more than enough ministries that uh, uh, she has for astounding love, uh, or, or do you? Okay, then you don't. Right, but, but I, 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 no, the direction of it is different. Okay, different. all right. So the, the, this is the talk. This is what I'm talking about. She was she was, was raised in that, but the whole thing of it is, if she, if her heart was more than enough ministries, then I would have to find somebody, that, I mean, God would have to put somebody here for the direction of astounding love because the direction of astounding love, the purpose of astounding love is a different purpose and a different, uh, a, 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 a different thing, okay? This is the reason that the people in New York, they're, they're, uh, um, they are a lot of uh, parts of them, many of them. There's different people in, in New York that are about a, more than enough ministries, okay? And I'm not just talking about, talking about Patricia or whatever it is, but there's people in New York that you guys don't even know, but they're about more than enough ministries because they're for that, that outreach. They're for what it is that we're doing. They're for going in there, building this, building this. They're about the prison. They're about these things. This has, that, has, has those things in it, but that's not the main thing of, 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 of that, you know. It's like a part of it. But there is a, it's, it's a, it's a uh, I mean, all God's things are together. You know, it's only one church. It's one, one body. He has one body, but many different parts, see. And as you get it, it's like something that you, I mean, I eat and I sleep this. So, it's, so going, so. Oh, go ahead. We, we, we can, we, so I believe that we can move in any of the five, five-fold ministry gifts, the ascension gifts, sure at can. any given time. Okay, so in the, in the spiritual realm, so what happens in the spiritual realm, the demonic entities, they come and attack people, but the hit miss because they're not omnipresent. So they can't be in all places at one time. So they have to hit and miss. So it's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. So the whole, well, actually the Holy Spirit is better, but the Holy Spirit is in us. And at any at any given moment, you're praying for somebody. You could be setting them free. You could be preaching to them. You could be evangelizing to them. So what you do is you walk into the fullness of Christ and you walk in the love of God. And then at that specific time that He needs you to do something, what does He say? Just open your mouth and He gives you the utterance that you need. Okay. And then when you come up in the line, now if you look at Doctor Baker, then you're off. It's totally off. You got that. But if right. you follow what God puts in your heart and you see the vision that God has. And you're following where God leads you. Now you're not following a person. You're following then your your vision will line up to her vision naturally. You'll naturally come under in obedience. You'll naturally there won't be butting heads. See the problem is is a lot that's of times. That's why that's why on Sunday, that's why I said if you're not happy about being here, then please get to seven. Because all you can do is bring friction. See, see and everybody, if people really knew, like I went to a funeral one time, and everybody from this church was a pastor. It was like pastor, pastor, pastor. And I remember looking at my buddy, and I started, I kind of laughed about it. I'm like, dude, I'm like, what, they pastorize you at the door? You know, you throw in a tithe check, and now you're a pastor. I'm like, what the heck is this? But if they really understood oh, wow. what the office of a, of an, uh, actually a shepherd, what the office of a shepherd really was, 
then they wouldn't want to be a shepherd. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't want it. If we, if we knew what it took to be an apostle or a prophet or a, a pastor or shepherd, we wouldn't want it. You wouldn't want to do it. If you don't do it naturally, see, this is the whole thing is that I people look told, at it on, as an hold, office. Hold on half a second. I was told if I didn't step into this office that I was going to die. A prophet came from South Africa to let me know that, to warn me. If I didn't step into this office, that I was going to die. Dury was Dury was with me at a t and and we had picked up uh, up this 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 prophet from South Africa because he was doing the driving and stuff. And I was sitting at the table, and all of a sudden it was like, ah, oh, it was almost like a spirit of death came up over me. I was I was dealing I was. Uh, going through some stuff anyway, and then I sat there and I, I I felt the light going out of me. And he said, "He said I turned to ash," and and I fought it and and came back. And I said, "You guys got to pray. There's a spirit of death here." And they rebuked it and 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 was fine. And um, we had gone to my we were at my house and the day. I think it was not that same day, but the next day, I think it was. Pastor Lanzine was there. And, um, you know, um, um, Prophet Beverly, it was actually Prophet Beverly Watkins from South Africa. And she says, okay, I got to tell you this. The Lord, she said, I wanted to find out what was going on, and I went into the, the spirit, I went into the, the heavens, wherever she went. Anyway, and... <laughs> The Lord told me to let you know that you're comfortable being a prophet and you uh, enjoy walking in that office. Am I, am I saying it right? Okay. And, uh, but uh, you've been dis. you remember exactly what she said? Give her the mic. Let her tell it. This is my, this is Pastor Lonzine talking now. Uh, I mean, we got a lot of people off camera today. Uh, you know, they won't, my, this is my daughter, uh, uh, Pastor Lonzine. Um, you know, whatever. Go ahead, go for it. I actually was called to come over to the house. After Talk the loud enough so we can hear you. You can't hear me? No, no. Okay, I was called over to the house. I know you think she's not my daughter because my voice is softer than hers, but she's going to, uh, you know, my, my, I mean, we got these little different you voices. You are actually sitting behind the speakers, though. Okay, but at okay. any rate, All right. still. So, I was called okay, over right to the house that day. And uh, they, they had already had the initial conversation, but basically it was, it was actually... Uh, my eyewitness of it, it was a fight because this is when she said you were so comfortable, she was so comfortable being a prophet, knows how to operate in that office there was a fight to say to take on apostle to take to, to step into what God was requiring and you could see the, the I could we could see because uh, it got a little touchy in there that day um, when I said I, I, I could see it you know because uh, most of the people that were here, we had heard Dr. Baker speaking with an apostolic voice, and we were just very careful, as y'all recall, not to call her an apostle, because it was not our place to do that. We recognized that this was what was coming, but it was not our place. We, we, we did not have that, that authority to say that. And so 
that particular day when, when this conversation was going on, that was really the issue was you, you know, um, okay, well, then you can, I, can, I can be an apostle, sure, but I can also be this. And, and so Prophet Beverly had to tell her, no, you were going to have to let it go. And so it was really a struggle, but it was a struggle of integrity. It was something that was just saying, I'm, I, I'm not interested in being an apostle because people say that I'm supposed to be. Or any, and I think also it's that trepidation and that fear of the Lord because it's like this is this is very different, and we don't have a grid for it, and so those were some of the things that were that were taking place at, at that particular time. And so when she accepted it, it was it was a it was a very big moment because. It was a surrender. She didn't want to die, but it was also a surrender. You know, because, I mean, come on, I'm going to take the office because I don't want to die is different from I'm stepping into the office because, and, and, and so that was that, 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 that point. And, and I know you all, because we caught a special service that Sunday. And, you know, so you also, that was, I think they thought we were going to close the church because we sat in the chairs in the front and said, this is the conversation that we're going to have. But the thing was, is that I, the main thing was the struggle. Here's a prophet that has been sent that has spoken a few different times and they had that relationship, that mutual respect. But it was that thing of saying, listen, I've, uh, as prophet Beverly, God sent her because she's like, I've seen this before. And there are some traps that she warned. This is what, you know, you're going to avoid doing this. She gave me instructions on it because it was, again, a shift. We're, we're stepping into this apostolic. We, we become, we're aligning as we're supposed to it to become an apostolic house. But, yeah, those, those were basically things. And I want to answer something else, too, which is the fact, something that Daniel raised up. And that is the fact that stepping into an office fully is very different from 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 skimming around and getting away with everything because mama handled it. Okay, I was able to just yeah whatever because mom's got it. This this is her. It's it's this it's that. But the Lord made it very plain. You know, He gave the vision for this ministry for more than enough ministries that was given to her to she was not Dr. Baker back. But he gave that to her, and then the birthing of this ministry, from the time Astounding Love was first birthed on that Wednesday night, that baby, as soon as it was birthed, was handed to me. On that night in November, she stood up in the front of the service and she said, okay, this is, you know, we didn't know anything about the apostles uh, office or anything, the apostolic office or anything. But she said, okay, are you in? And this was, you know, I was sitting in a sound booth, actually. And I said, yes. And I had only heard about it a few hours before it was announced to everybody else. And, and so immediately, the birthing of that baby, after it was cleaned and everything else, that was handed to me from the beginning. But being in disobedience and refusing to change or to learn to come out of deception... I could have killed it within 20 seconds. So God knows what he's doing. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, you on Periscope tonight, this is really interesting because it's, um, you're getting the inner workings, the inner information. You see, one of the things that I think that 
In fact, I know that does not happen very often is for people really to get into the mechanics of how ministry works and how ministry is supposed to work. One of the things about um, More Than Enough Ministries and Astounding Love, a church fellowship is, is that I insist on being transparent. And maybe this came from my upbringing. My mother said to me as a little girl, if you can't say whatever you say once, if you can't say twice, don't say it once, right? Whatever it is that you're doing, if you can't allow it to be uh, in the open, then don't do it. And because the one that really matters to see it, sees it anyway. And you know, God sees the naked truth. And I must operate in that naked truth. And so this is one of the reasons that I don't get embarrassed. This is the one of the reasons that I, I've, I've said things to Pastor Lanzine. I've said things to my granddaughter, to myself, about myself. All of these things. Why is this? Because I think this is the reason that something that Daniel said earlier, this is the reason that people fall after a leader checks out because they were following a leader that they thought was perfect or that they thought was so holy. Do you understand? That didn't make any mistakes. And so then they judge themselves and they see that they, they don't see any, I mean, you know, they, they, they get, they, they, they feel they can't do what it is. I can't live that life. I can't live like that. You know, get a grip, sucker. You can live any way you want to live. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, um, you know, Jesus didn't have any faults. But he sure as heck showed his, his, his disciples' faults. God didn't have any. But this is the reason that we know about this other stuff. See, I have no shame. I have no, no, um, I, I don't have anything to hide. I don't have to pretend. I am what I am. What you see is who I am. And it's the same whether I'm at home. It's the same, um, you know, that's why sometimes people say, is she really saved? I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's like, um, you know, sometimes you hear me talk about the position of hell when I use that word. Or sometimes you hear me talk about the position of riding the donkey when I use that word ass that's in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And people wonder, is this real? Is she, why can she say that? Um, well, I guess I'm riding the ass. I'm riding the donkey. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the place hell. Okay? This is, I'm, 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 um, sometimes people curse. I mean, they really curse by the way that they use the word, by the way that they manipulate the word. That's cursing. See? Me using the word hell or ass, that ain't cursing. Go ahead. Um, one of the aspects of this ministry that attracted me was the transparency. I had grown up 
in churches where pastors have their private lives. And in fact, my father, um, when he was a pastor, our home life was not something that we wanted everyone in the church to know about. Mm -hmm. See, I don't have a private life. And I, I, I remember uh, 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 Al once, Al, uh, uh, he was saying, well, that's my private life. I said, sucker, you ain't got no private life. When you became uh, when you came into Jesus, your private life became public. And that's the same for us as well. Right? Yes. I mean, if he owns us, he owns us. You ain't got no private life. I don't know what you're talking about. See, that's why when people walk around, I'm just so shame. I'm so shame. I'm so shame. Well, you better stop doing what makes you shame. <laughs> you know, why are you going to keep doing what makes you shame? You know, I mean, it's like, I mean, you know, the whole thing of it is, is that we don't believe that God is real. He said most of my church don't believe I'm real. I mean, he sees me. He sees what I be doing. He sees me. What I do by myself, what I do in the private, that's why sometimes some, somebody might call me and I'm just laughing. And they say, what you laughing at? I said, me? I mean, I, I, I do. I'm, I laugh myself. I mean, I, sometimes I'm wondering... Who are you? You know, how, 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 I mean, I, I do, I mean, I, I have a humorous time, you know, because it's, 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 and, and, and I, I, I have to use a lot the uh, Corinthians, First Corinthians, I have to cast down a lot of imaginations. I have to realize something that walking by faith and walking in faith, walking by faith in the word of God, faith in the word of God. We say we walk by faith. Faith in what? Faith in the word of God. Otherwise, ain't no faith. Do you understand? I walk, I mean, I have the God kind of faith. God kind of faith. The God faith is God's, is, is, the, is the word. If the word is not hooked in it, if it's not the word that you're walking in, you ain't walking in faith. Do you understand? It's got to be the word of God. And stop, uh, you know, when people say, I plead the blood. What blood? The devil, the devil has a blood. This one has a blood. It's got to be the blood of Jesus. I'm talking about the covenant. Because pleading the blood means I'm, 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 I'm standing on the covenant that I have. Well, if you got a covenant with hell, that's what you're standing on the covenant with. If you got a covenant with the devil, that's what you're standing on the covenant with. You see, we have to be, the, the, the adversary is legalistic. Legalistic, he's legalistic, he's a legal genius, okay? And, and, and uh, we have to realize that in, in, in the, uh, I, I, I notice, you know, when we go into the courts or we go into uh, 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 the courts or go into the heavens or whatever it is, we have to go in with right words, you can't go in there with a sloppy, uh, agape type thing. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. I just come, you know, I'm just coming. No, 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 no. Real court, original court, original court. If you don't believe that, you go back and read the Psalms. Am I right? Go back and read the Psalms. Look at Ezekiel. Look at Daniel. All of these people. I heard you, and 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 I mean even even when 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 Jacob was running from his when it was running from his brother, he went into that place. 
It's all about, it's all a legal, legal thing. It's a legal thing. You know, it is. It is a legal thing. See? It's, it's, it's like, uh, and when he's talking about your life is not your own, you know. Here it is. I might come in and I say, you know what? I think I'm going to get down to 112. And God says, that ain't going to serve my purpose. Huh? No, that ain't going to happen in the first place. You already know that. I cook too well for that, baby. <laughs> anyway, but I mean, you know, but, but, but he says, uh, um, then you're aborting my purpose, right? I don't need you that. I, I, I you know, when you, you'll start to see your anointing and stuff start to leave because here it is. If I tried to talk, if I tried to be talk intellectual, if I tried to do eloquent speaking, it, stop it, stop laughing. If I if I start if I start if I tried to do that, then I would abort my purpose. There would be no anointing. Because that's not what he called me for. In my book, The Spirit of the Fear of the Lord, he had a prophet to come and speak these words. He says, I did not call you to release any eloquent speak speaking. I didn't call you to speak this way. I didn't call you to do this. I called you into this. And this is what I want you to do. That's the reason God changed my name. He changed my name and my, uh, my he changed my name to match the nature that he had given me. So my name means pungent. It's a pungent flower. It's almost like that hominy stuff when you just start to chew it and chew it and it won't unchew, you know, you keep chewing it and it ain't gonna never really get, get, get powdery. You see, he didn't, he didn't call me to be uh, uh, um, any of these, these, these other people. Go ahead. Is, is that um, why you've been um, helping us to try to learn who we our identity in Christ, but also our personality that... You see, you have, everybody has a, you, you know, <clears throat> that's a good question. All the questions are great, you know. Uh, you know, it's really funny, though. I, 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 I love my son. He has questions, and then he has answers, and but then he won't come on my program, so <laughs> I, I don't know. That's probably why I don't let him talk very much, because he won't come on and be a guest. I mean, he must think I'm going to do something horrible to him or something, yeah. I don't know. But he will be on. He'll be on in the, probably the end of June or, or July. Just look for it. Okay. Um, even if we have to do it on the Harley. Okay. Any rate. Uh, anyway, let me fit, let me answer this question. Let me answer her question. Huh? Take my bike. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, hold on. You want an interview? No. 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 <laughs> stop, stop it, cut his, cut his feet. Okay, no. <laughs> okay, here, um, will you have a heavenly personality and an earthly personality? The heavenly personality, the godly personality is actually a temperament, the temperament that God made you. All right, it's not the A personality or the B personality, it's not any of that. We're talking about the temperament. 
And that is the innate, that's the naked you, that's the spirit you. And the personalities that we have walked around this world with is something that we've created in order to get what it is that we wanted or in order to fit in, okay? Many times there's parts of that that will be used, but other parts of that will be stripped away because it's a false identity, see? Um, and in that false identity, you can't operate in the spirit. So I had to come into my spirit personality what it was that God intended for me to be and how it is he intended for me to be in the very beginning, see? And I have to walk in that, and I have to be that, and I have to um, be very comfortable with that. And sometimes it does not feel comfortable because some of the things that he requires me to say, some of the things that I say, it's like, Do I, you really want me to say this? And then he takes me back and he looks at, at, at some of this stuff. And then, but one of the reasons that I don't talk about that a lot is because there are mimicking spirits. Now hear me and hear me well. There are mimicking spirits. You know, you may hear me say something and then all of a sudden it's you. That's the way you are. Do, do you understand? Okay. And, and, and what happens is this, is that people start to mimic well, you know, I, I, I only, I, I, I do this because this is the way God is talking to me. And the thing of it is, is that you walk into a place and you go into the spirit realm because every personality, every bit of, <coughs> of all of this has a place in the spirit realm. But in the spirit realm, there are also things that my personality will attack because of my metron. And if you don't have the metron, that's why so many people have gotten all kinds of stuff happening to them because they try and go into places in the spirit that they don't have. They do not have the identity, nor do they have the metron, do they have the faith. They don't have any of the things that it takes to go into that place. And see, so what happens, this is the reason that I tell people, don't compare yourself with anybody. Because once you compare yourself, I mean, you, I, I, we have different traits that are alike, but don't try and do what I do the way that I do it because this is the same thing that happened to the sons of Sceva. See, they did not have the maturity to do what needed to be done. I know Jesus, I know Paul. And then, evidently, I sure don't know you, so I must be able to kick your behind. I'm going to strip you. And see, this is the reason that things happen to people, because they try to move in uh, uh, presumption, foolishly and presumptively, and, and, and they don't have the strength and the power to do it in. So you can have a word before I cut off. So, so what she's talking about, there's freedom. So we have freedom in Christ, freedom with who God made us to be, and that's who we be. See what I mean? So there's freedom. Rather than trying to be a double life, there's freedom. But what she was just not talking about, something very, very, when we pray, what happens is, is the enemy will draw us into a place that we don't have the authority to. That's make. it. And then we get whooped. And that's why, what do you do? Chase them out of the house butt naked. Butt naked, though, in that sense, what he did was he stripped them. I mean, yeah, he was naked. They have a, a real fine garment. But what he did was he took from him and he sent him out. 
And when you go out empty, all you're doing is you, you that's good. Thank you. I teach you so well. <laughs> well, one quick thing. You're, uh, just give, give, him a little, give him a little voice. You, okay. you were reading the book, uh, Healing in the Courts of Heaven? Well, she had just talked about about dying. Have you got to that part where that lady actually died of cancer? You got to that part yet? Yeah, yeah. I read that last night. Yeah, so exactly what she had said, that if she didn't do it, she would have died. And in that book, he prayed for somebody, and that person was not supposed to align themselves with somebody. Why? Because they were looking at the person, not at God. That's it. And when they aligned themselves with somebody, the enemy had a right to come in and take. And that's what he did. He basically, it's almost like meeting at the wow. crossroads. When the enemy comes to collect, come to collect. See, and, and this is the, this is the reason I, I also ask, as 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 God is is building this foundation, as he's as I'm doing my part in that, my part is to actually discern and to to um, this is we're at a time where it's really not that there's no room to play. If if we're gonna play being spiritual, then you're putting yourself in some dangerous territory. See, and that's one of the re that's the reason that I said to people, if you don't want, I mean, I, I even asked my granddaughter, because I mean, I would be willing for her to go someplace else. Do you know you're supposed to be here? Do you really want to be here? Because if you don't, you better get to stepping. You know, go to church with your auntie or somebody or whatever it is, you know, if you want a social place. Because we're getting ready to get down to business so that there can be there can be thousands and millions of people to come into the kingdom of God. God said to me, He says, I want to use this ministry, I want to use astounding love and more than enough ministries as a prototype. I'm looking for some prototypes. And in the fact of he chose Israel, he chose he, he chose uh, Abraham because he would teach. Isn't that interesting? Because he would teach his children, teach his children what? Teach his children covenant. Not that he knew anything. Not that he was so brilliant or anything. Just that he would teach. That he would obey me is what it was. That's why he chose me. Because I would obey him. It's, it's just about obeying him. You know, I don't, I mean, you know, it, 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 he didn't choose somebody that was so popular. He didn't choose somebody that really gives a, 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 a tinker's tutu about whether uh, uh, somebody would would um, would like me or not. Because people just didn't like me, no. <laughs> so the people really didn't like me in the first place, you know. My sister, uh, 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 JB, uh, she was JB. That was the scotch I used to drink, and I'm BJ, right? So you know, we would we would have to laugh about people liking us and not liking us. And and uh, you you think I'm? I mean, uh, yeah. Some of y'all never got to meet her, but even y'all that didn't, I mean, you know, the things of it was is that being able to sit around and just 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 talk to her, she she was she was crazy insane. Anyway. But she was she was a uh, she was a fun person. She was a powerful. She was a wordsmith, though. I mean, her depth. Uh, her, uh, she was a prophet. I mean, uh, an apostle. She um, she was uh, in that. But her depth of the word 
you know. I mean, she would do, she, she razor preached. She razor taught, you know. You didn't know you was cut. You was running around with your guts in your hand until after, you know. And she was too deep for most people, you know. She, she was. She was she was funny. I mean, you know, we had a lot of fun. But anyway, question? Yes, you have a question from online. It says, based on the statement that Daniel made, how does one know what your sphere of authority, um, how does you know what your sphere of authority is in prayer? Okay. <clears throat> you know, the more that you are entrusted with, The more you strip, the more you allow yourself to be stripped of who you are and the things that are in this earth, your realm and your ability in the spirit realm, in that realm of prayer grows. It's a real decreasing of the physical. Do, do you understand? It's what you see in that spirit, in the physical realm. It's like I am not moved by what I see. He says, look not at those things that are seen. People that your your spear, your 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 spear in the spirit realm will become more and more real than what you see in the natural realm, because what you see in the physical realm, you already see in the spirit realm that this is moving and is changing. It's almost like um, you start seeing yourself as asset. I ain't talking about the acid that you drop and, and you know, hallucinate. So I ain't talking about that acid. But you see, you see yourself as acid and and you see yourself dissolving those things that are in the spirit in the natural realm. And you see that as they're dissolving, you're speaking and something else is 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 transforming and being morphed out of it. So you know your metron when you start to not be concerned, when you have no care about what it is that you see, that you walk in that place of peace. You see, I can see uh, a tragedy. I can see different things going on, and I'm not moved with this kind of thing. I mean, you know, I say, okay, I know that there is another picture to this, and I see that other picture. I'm not looking at the picture that I'm seeing in the natural realm. And that is exactly... Hold on, let's find, let's find out. Did, did that answer that person's question? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, okay, find out if that helped them. Go ahead. And so just what you described is um, what I've been getting accused of in my home. You don't care about what's happening to those people. That's right. I don't care, and I tell you, I can't... I can't even tell you how much I don't care. If I told you how much I don't care, I, I it's impossible to tell you how much I don't care. You're right. We agree. We agree. I don't care. I cast that care over on God because that I, I thank you. Ooh, hallelujah. Thank you. Just let Him know that, and I'm 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 seeing it from another place. Ooh. <laughs> no, but seriously, because if I carry the care, then what am I doing? I'm denying Jesus. Am I or am I not? Yes. You see? Yeah, because it's one of those things. It's it's it, it sounds harsh, but it's not. 
Because if I carry it, then I'm denying the cross. I'm denying the cross. See, he said to pick up my cross, which is him, which is the part of him that I'm supposed to manifest, and follow him. He didn't say pick up the cross of uh, the, the cares and the worries of all of the stuff in the earth because then you can't. You're fighting in flesh and blood and we don't fight against flesh and blood. It's principalities, it's rules, it's spiritual wickedness, high places. That, that helped the person on there? Okay. Well, I, I'm so glad that we joined Daniel for his program today. <laughs> And I'm so glad. Thank you, sir, for allowing me to host <laughs> I had missed my son, and then he came back, and there it was. He let me, he let me still do the program today. You know, parts of it anyway. So I, we thank him so much. Now, just, you know, send in, send in thank you notes to Daniel for letting me host the program. <laughs> Anyway, uh, anyway, we're getting ready to uh, uh, remember uh, there at www.mteminc.org. Uh, push the donate button if you want to give into the ministry for the outreach. You understand what More Than Enough Ministries is, what Astounding Love is. I This is a part of More Than Enough Ministries. And on Sundays, I'm as I said, I'm, I'm helping... And I mean, I'm doing my part to dig and make a firm foundation of astounding love. And on Wednesday nights, Pastor Lonzine is doing that. Uh, so you can help me to hurry up and get out of here uh, by, you know, <laughs> everybody can help me get out of here so I can go. Um, and I'm not going to ask you to help buy my plane. Okay, I mean, you know, I don't need your help to buy my plane, so I'm not going to ask you, but I will have one. Okay. Anyway, um, I'm gonna re we're gonna repeat. I'm gonna repeat uh, our our uh, statement of fact, our statement of truth. You know, I, I'm, we're not here to give you a truth. We're here to introduce you to the truth, and Jesus Christ is the only truth. This is not Dr. Baker's truth. And I, I, I tell you that uh, I don't do what I do flippantly. I don't do what I do, um, you know, just off the top of my head because then my, 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 my hair would have to come off. But, you know, um, I really believe that this is, yeah, I'll be like my son. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, uh, oh, you people just pull the best out of me. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna uh, pray over the offering. We're gonna do that before you bring it while it's still in your hand, still in your pocket, before you push the thing. Big part. Oh, they said thank you to Daniel online. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, thank you, Daniel. <laughs> Jesus, we have fun around here. 
Manuel Canastracy had prophesied though to me, what makes that woman so excited? What makes her? You know, one of these days you're going to see my granddaughter and you're going to see her laugh like this too. She laughs every now and then. We have some fun too. Because we seek the kingdom of God first. Because we seek the kingdom of God first. And do things the way God does them. We are tithers. The windows of heaven are open. They're pouring things out. Good things out. We're seeing inside. Because we seek the kingdom of God first. We are sowers. Givers. In abundance. We're abundantly furnished. For every good work. Because we seek the kingdom of God first. God shows us things. And places. That he wants us to give. To pray for. To have dominion over. We see secret things. Because we seek the kingdom of God first. We have jobs, better jobs, businesses, better businesses, real estate, abundance, raises, bonuses, benefits and sales, commissions, settlements and estates, inheritances from people that we don't even know. It's because we seek the kingdom of God first, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, checks in our hands, supernatural wealth transfers are coming to me now. Because I seek the kingdom of God first. That means the kingdom is on my mind. That means what God wants is on my mind. My bills are paid off. Debts demolished. Royalties received. Properties acquired. We're getting buildings. Lands and houses. Because we seek the kingdom of God first and the kingdom's purpose, we get all the equipment that we need. Whether it's trains, planes, boats, cars, buses, whatever. Trains, planes, boats, buses, cars, or whatever. Ah, because we seek the kingdom of God's purpose. And we do that first. God is bringing into our hands seed, big seed, hunker seed, even great big whopper seed. Because we seek the kingdom of God first, I'm knowing my Metron. I am knowing my purpose. And now, because I seek the kingdom of God first, I can call in my harvest. Harvest! Come! Angels to go to command the harvesting angels. 
To go forth and get my harvest. To go forth and get my harvest. Why can I do that? Because I seek the kingdom of God first. So right now, so right now, I do that. I do that. Harvesting angel. Go bring my harvest. Go bring my harvest. Now. In the name of Jesus. And they say, why do I have to obey? And we say, because we seek the kingdom of God first. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I speak that same thing over you that are on um, um, Periscope and reminds you we're here at More Than Enough Ministries, which is mteminc.org. That's our email. That's our address. <laughs> And our physical address is 1914 Trade Zone Boulevard, San Jose, California, 95131. Phone number 408-945-4439. We're here for you. We hope you enjoyed tonight's program. Well, you all, oh, you did. It was God, so you did. Anyway, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you his shalom. So shalom until next time. Bye-bye.